Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news, discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. Also joining us is Evgeny. Hi, I'm Argent, and I have only a token show and tell this time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I brought this Nalthus uh, star chart ah, from Dragon I didn't have that one. Yeah, no. yeah. And it, is, it is personalized to oh, me. Oh, nice. So if you, nice, nice, nice. If, you, if you steal it, I will know. Well, I, I probably won't know because it's going to be stolen. I mean, I will know that it's stolen, but don't steal it from me, please. <laughs> don't, like, also touch your monitor in hopes that you're touch of Kenny. Don't do that either. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't care. I, like, if you want to do that, that's... As long as you don't inform me... This is all right. Okay. Nope. No. All right. Also joining us is Marvin. Hi, Impedio. Hi. Uh, and lastly, we got Rosemary. Hello, everyone. I am Kamith, and uh, I do have a show and tell uh-huh. in keeping in the art theme. Yes. Uh, someone drew a picture of me in my Mistborn costume from Jordan yeah. Con, which is really, really cool. And yeah, we it, met this artist so too. Cute. Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> Um, they they drew a lot of people. There are some really really adorable adorable things. Um, and Art BZD, uh, and she yep. is very lovely. And uh, yes, yeah, she, she drew really so many of us things. at con. There's the, I've seen. Uh, there's a really cute one of Peter and Karen yep. too. And <laughs> yep, all sorts of all sorts of people. There is one of Mark the Collector in his Doom Slug. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes. And, and she also uh, had an excellent shalom, uh in cosplaying Cosplay. with uh, yeah. Adolin as well. So that was uh, really well done. So it's <laughs> lovely to meet these people. And I am Chaos. And what we're going to do is we're going to continue talking about Jordan Con words of Brandon. I'm still sick because uh, we recorded those right after the other one. Hey, <laughs> just had to go. That's fine. Yeah, we got a crap load more uh, Words of Brandon. The Words of Brandon are going to be in an Arcanum collection in the description as well. So check those out if you want to read them all. Uh, of course, we'll be putting them on screen. Cool. So, Ian, why don't you take us in here? Yeah. Th- this first one is from some guy named Page Runner. Mm. Oh, His name is popping up a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. They're good, and they're good questions too like oh god i suppose yeah um this is a bit of a log one so i'm going to summarize basically page runner was asking around about the term rolkalest which is as we all know aluminum yep to a certain extent it's brandon being cheeky like he likes fancy fantasy names for this sort of thing like star metal like this yeah, is yeah, yeah. it's a hallmark of the genre to a certain extent mm-hmm. and aluminum doesn't really have feel mythological sure like it, it's a very modern sounding word mm. whereas volcalest is like ooh volcalest <laughs> has these weird and, magical and so, properties ooh. yeah and, and Brandon does confirm that when somebody is says Rolkalest in the books, like they are saying Rolkalest, like this isn't multiple terms all being translated as one thing. It's like it's the same same word, which likely comes from the original Yulish language, though Brandon hasn't quite canonized that yet. Mm. And then he goes on to talk about how like Usually when you have mythological terms that transcend the worlds, 
like it's going to come from Yulish. Like, um, and he he initially compares it to how Latin and Greek are used in English, but then backs yeah. off because like, those are almost too common. It's more like Hebrew to like <clears throat> that mythological, like ooh, fancy old words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That have just been stolen and perturbed mm-hmm. a bit. It's a nice bit of world-building linguistics. Yeah, and Rockless does sound cooler. It does. Yep. Uh, let's move on to the next question, mm-hmm. which, for a change, doesn't come from Page Runner. Whoa. <laughs> does it? Not Wild. It is, it is that uh, other person, Questioner. Uh, questioner. Ah, yes. The most, fam- uh, the most prolific. Per- oh. <laughs> Wobber of them all. Uh, and so the question is, do CZ and Kelsier still like each other? Uh, to which Brandon says, and I quote, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the questioner follows up with, uh, thinking of him as Tidekar, I have to wonder, like, he can't be doing things that CZ would approve of, right? No, says Brandon. Uh, he definitely is doing things that says it does not approve of. That's an astute observation. <laughs> oh, hey. uh, they do understand each other, though, right? Uh, so then says it knows what he's doing. And Brandon says he knows some of it. Yeah, a decent amount. Uh, you will find out more in upcoming books. Let's say that the relationship between says and Kel is complicated and strained. But they would still consider themselves friends, would be what I would say. Uh, questioner says, would, a Z- would an Xavier-Magneto relationship be a little... Yeah, yeah. Not quite so antagonistic, but yes. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like, they, I do they like the Xavier... I do like the Xavier-Magneto comparison a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's very, very apt. Yeah, yeah, but definitely I, I wouldn't say they're... they're- there's that antagonistic, right? Like, yeah, right. They understand. They just uh, have different morals and different goals. And to some extent, like that isn't all that different from when they both were normal humans. In a way, like I don't think says it would have always agreed or did always agree with what Kelsey Murder was all those doing. nobles. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Not. But but I feel like harmony would be like. Uh, yeah, I know Kelsier's going to meddle. Like, I can't do anything about this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just going to do that. I know. Just as the wind Kelsier. blows, you're going to meddle with crap. <laughs> Kelsier's going to kill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the next one, the questioner asks whether, or uh, do you anticipate Delana having a larger page count in SA5? To which Brent said yes, um, which is congruent with what we've heard before that yeah. he wants, or Delana will have a very integral role in SA5, like he yep. sort of has to. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. has so, to. Uh, yeah. He took a step back in Rhythm of War, but that's what happened with him in Words of Radiance. So, like, not very different. Um, and uh, Brandon's always said Stormlight 5, there'd be a lot more Dalinar. Uh, so, not unusual in the slightest. The Rhythm of War is already really stuffed. Can't stuff anything more than <laughs> that. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Next one from Andy Granny. Okay. The five scholars traveled from Nalthus to Roshar, and intent is very important across all of the Cosmere, but also Cell is actually closer than it is to Roshar. Sick. 
<laughs> and from everything we know right now, when it comes to intent, the intent of using the aeons mirrors sort of awakening. So did they travel to cell as well? And has that influenced the way Nalthians learn to awaken? Oh, and Brandon says, that is a raffo for right now. Let's just say that the things that happened on cell that prevented travel were not in place several thousand years ago. Um, what I sidestepped is whether the scholars had been to cell. I heavily implied people from Nalthus had been to cell. Uh, don't take that as in canon, that it's specifically the scholars that part is a raffo. Cool. I mean, yeah, obviously, like a long time ago, there there wasn't the yeah. door on cell. I mean, right? Yeah, no. we... we I mean, we, we certainly knew that on some level, that prior to the shattering of, of Cell's two shards, it was a lot easier to get to and from. It's interesting that he th refers to this as like on, on this time scale, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just say the things that happened on Cell that prevented travel, that is the, the splintering of the shards, were not in place several thousand years ago. Or like it has to be over seven, because like yeah. that's kind of how long Udium's been on Roshar, and it was before yeah. then. Oh, yeah. I, I guess okay, yeah, okay. Sure. I guess that was I was thinking in the context of like the relative timeline between Warbreaker and Elantris. Elantris, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah, the scholars were only like a couple centuries ago, like less than a thousand. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, Warbreaker, yeah. That, like definitely says that it's not likely that it has been them that have been to sell. So yeah, I also don't think I really agree with the relationship between uh, aeons and awakening that this person yeah, is saying. Because uh, like the in yeah, you need to intentionally draw an aeon, but like it's much less of the visualization like uh, awakening requires. It's a very specific mental thing, whereas this is more like. You need to draw the right thing, and like it's more similar that in that all cosmic magics are similar, and that you require intent, and not that these are more similar than the others. Yeah. I feel. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Now we have a question from Jafu. Dalinar had two really weird visions. Was that connectiony stuff, like he did with Kaladin and Tien? Brandon, which ones are you talking about, Joff? The end of Words of Radiance and, and an Oathbringer with Nohadon. Brandon, yes, that would be the same sort of weirdness that's happening with Tien. Yes, so you have to, you have basically multiple different ways of interpreting this. One is just what Dalinar wants is directly, he's starting to change the vision specifically, and some might argue he is pulling from the beyond. Others would argue that what Dalinar wants feels things in his past, he is actually enforcing upon the vision and is changing and altering the visions. And that part is absolutely going on. It's whether the other thing is happening or not depends on your personal religious beliefs. But Dalinar is starting, the bondsmithing is starting to shape the visions. Uh, this makes sense. Yeah, I... <sighs> Yeah, like the end of that Words of Radiance with that warmth is uh, still a little weird. Like, I'm not quite sure how Dalinar is influencing the vision because it's just kind of like a feeling. I don't know. Like, it makes more sense with Tien, right? Like, that, that totally yeah, makes like, sense. It, it makes sense. It's like, that's what Dalinar needed in the moment. Like, 
he just he is confronting the fact that god is dead mm. but like he, he, he's also starting to exhibit like there is a god beyond basically not a lot to go off on that one but those those that mm-hmm. I, I can believe the nohadon one right is dalinar mm-hmm. like things he's expecting like he's he, he could be putting like certain things into that that are making that weird mm-hmm. it's almost as if he is All right so okay with Kaladin and Tien at the end of Rhythm of War, mm-hmm. Dalinar is very intentionally trying to send a vision. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know whether he... Uh, in fact, I don't think he is intentionally sending this particular vision. It's more that he is connecting Kaladin to something, unclear what that something is, mm-hmm. and then letting things unfold according to Kaladin's own past connections spirit web whatever it is and so i think what we are seeing at the end of words of radiance and during oathbringer with these weird visions is dalinar's kind of budding nascent bondsmith powers not lashing out but like subconsciously reaching out and like doing connections doing visiony things and he is interpreting those things as first a warmth and then as an actual vision. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because technically the warmth is before he bonds his Stormfather. Mm, wasn't it after? So, no, it's like he wakes up that morning and then he climbs the tower mm-hmm. and bonds. Like, mm-hmm. formally bonds. Like, like there were the beginnings of sure, a bond. Right, sure, yeah, yeah. Like, he swears yeah. the oaths. With this swap, I I wish Brandon wouldn't mention the Beyond at all. Like, that's something to talk I about on record. But like, yeah, I I think so. He has he has answered a lot of these like questions that deal with the more mystical side of things mm-hmm. in a very scientific, realmatic kind of way, and he mm-hmm. hasn't really touched on the religious side of things right that is true he, yeah he's he's explained a lot about how things could work mechanically in the cosmere but not spiritually and with him repeatedly saying i want both sides to be valid i feel like he needs to reinforce that other aspect as mm-hmm. well okay yeah, i can see that yeah true cool questioner asks has wits bonding a cryptic bound him to roshar tighter brandon yes Asterisk. It's back. And asterisk is back. Later on, he, he did have some clarification. The reason for the asterisk on Wit is you've seen him off-world since then. So just be aware there is an issue there, but yes, it's very similar. Yeah. So Clearly he's found some yep. he's found some sort of workaround or he is no longer bounded with two design. Yep. And mm-hmm. yep. Pro- probably the first of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh cool. I think that's all we need to say about this. So let's move on to the next question, which reads, the warrior monks in Elantris, are they a non-genetic magic system? Uh, Brandon says, so here's the thing in Elantris. On cell, you most usually need to be born in a certain location for the magic to work on you from that region. Uh, So it's not genetic, meaning if you move there, your children count, right? 
regardless of what your genetic heritage and things like that is. But it is regional. And the questioner follows up with, for the core monks, wasn't it that they went to monasteries and trained over time and then they're... So they do have something done to them and does this, that does this. But where they are from is directly related to how that works, how powerful it is, and these sorts of things. Totally makes sense with what we know of Salish yeah. magics. Mm -hmm. It's not really genetic. Yep. Uh, cool. And like we know that Elantris uh, is sort of special in a way with the initiation because mm -hmm. they did something to it. So or at least Andor was special with the initiation. Yeah. Andor, right? yeah. But uh, yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, good to know that, like, you know, you have to be, you know, Fjordel to, I guess, Mm -hmm. be a dakor monk like that's that's nice mm -hmm. to know so like a little bit of dakor lore which uh is very few and far between there <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah cool it is an excellent question though that's mm. that's mm -hmm. not even a, a problem that i had thought had existed right because we usually when we talk about selish magics we talk about aondor and we talk about yeah. forgery uh forgery mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so cool thumbs up questioner so, um, another question was, uh, is what happened in Rosha similar to what happened in Aerilon um, of being thematically, thematically broken due to something and which Edward Friend made a hesitant noise and yes, you are correct. What? I am not sure what they're getting at. I think this is relating to like, the <laughs> binding of Ba'ido Mishram, like yeah. breaking something Ew, fundamentally okay. on Roshar. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. like Aeon door breaking versus lots of things breaking on Roshar. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I was just... I can buy that. Yeah, I can buy mm -hmm. that. I was just like, what happened on Roshar? What are you referring to? Please comment <laughs> below. But yeah, no, that, that's, that makes sense. If you're listening, yeah. questioner, uh, first of all, you could totally edit your questions uh, to have your name on it. Uh, just register an Arcanum account. But uh, yeah, let us know what you were thinking there. Uh, but that seems likely. Yeah. Context is key. Context is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like finding, okay, like something is broken. What is the fix? Yep. Mm -hmm. Break that gemstone that bams in. <laughs> Invested crazy glue. Draw mm -hmm. a line in. <laughs> The greater hexy region, mm. <laughs> the magic on the shard with a shard blade because you know it's all stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, not because do it. it's because the shattered planes have been worn down on the like eastern side. The <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have to change yeah, yeah. the shape of your yeah, yeah, of your shattered planes. Everyone knows that. <laughs> cool. Uh, questioner says, is there, is there any chance for a sequel to Elantris? And Brandon says, the chance for a sequel to this is pretty decent. I hope to get to it. My goal is to write them after Stormlight 5, but we will see. Yeah, this is this has changed a few times. Over He's got an awful lot of stuff on the docket for after Stormlight yeah. 5. Yeah, because at, at one point he was saying like, oh, the Elantris sequels have to happen before Mistborn Era 3. And then later he was like, I'm going to alternate uh, uh, mm -hmm. Elantra sequels and Era 3. And now he's just not even talking about the Elantra sequels and is like, I'm at least doing Era 3. And <laughs> mm -hmm. reading it straight Great through. Question. Yeah, it's always, it's always interesting to see how these things are different. 
Cool. Oh, and nice. Graph his answer to certain questions as it changes back and pretty much, <laughs> pretty yes, much. No, maybe later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon Magic Eight Ball. Yeah, <laughs> science <laughs> point. Yes, currently. So this mm-hmm. next one's interesting. Questioner: Are they Wax and Steris gonna have kids? And Brandon says, "Spoiler." But yes. I mean, I don't think this is that earth shattering the revelation since it was no. kind of part of the key yeah. of of him needing to find a wife was to produce heirs. Sure, I guess. And, yeah. And, and 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 the financial issues, but I mean, this is something that Starris expected and it's not that big a surprise and I would it would be interesting to see their descendants in the next Mistborn eras. Yeah, we can just keep following Breeze's descendants through the ages. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. oh no! <laughs> I guess I'm have, wondering, okay. like, it is this going to be the case in the Lost Metal? Yeah, are they going to have How kids soon there? Are they going to That's, have kids, that, yeah. Which, like, the spoiler mm-hmm. makes me think maybe, but I don't really like that. No, I don't, so I don't yeah. like that uh, at all. I, no, I would be okay with it if there is like a nanny or a governess, so that it's not yeah ruling Steris's life right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would not like I, that. I I think the reason this is a spoiler is because it is telling you that they will live long enough to have children. Okay, yeah, that's that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Which and great, then, please. Yeah, yeah. It, it says more about Steris than Wax. I mean, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's a fact. I, I mean, I, I am on the record as desperately wanting Steris to to survive Wax and Wayne Four <laughs> because. I, I do not need yet another dead wife trope. What, you you, uh, you don't want another one of Wax's dead wife? Two of the same character. Three, three times. Three for three. Wax just uh, says wife. Wax going for the hat trick. Only character development. <laughs> Killing his own wife. And is it a hat trick if it's the same wife twice? <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. this is like the mommy movies where. Mm. Like, he deals with three mummies, but it's the same mummy twice. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, that, and that's only if we acknowledge the third mummy movie, which I kind of don't. don't. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah. Cool. So this next questioner asked, like, if there is a written version of the Shallan and Adolin wedding scene. And Brandon quite clearly says, no, it never existed. The beta readers did not convince him to delete it. Because it never existed. Yes. Um, and um, Kellen, who is one of the betas, was around and like kind of gave like the background <laughs> information to Brandon. That, like, people are blaming the betas for something that is not their fault. And so he's like, he, and now he's planning to write one and say like, oh, like I totally loved this, but Kellen hated it, so I took it out. Yeah, but uh, it, it was never in the book, guys. Yeah. Well, just, 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 just in case you're curious, it was not written because you don't need two weddings in the same book. Oathbringer is also a stuffed book. <laughs> Brandon didn't think people would want that, and yeah. so he didn't write. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, which, which takes us back to me and me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, for a bit of irrelevant context, mm. uh, Kara, who's uh, who was helping to move the signing line along. Uh huh. Was uh, was giving me a lot of flack. 
Yeah, because you kept coming through the line. Yeah, I know. I think that was that was the first time I came back. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) my statement proven. (laughs) Look, we we've we've gone over page runners fifteen wobs. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and so she gave me a she gave me a time limit. So listeners, if you go to our canon and listen to this wob, you will notice that I speak mild, slightly faster in there (laughs) than I do normally. It's because I was literally on the clock. Uh-huh. Uh, but here is the, the, the slowed so. down version of this. Uh-huh. So I've been trying to figure out how the fused and the regals get their void light. Heavenly ones seem to be able to levitate indefinitely unless they heal, which presumably expands some of their light. But when the pursuer needs to go get spheres, but then the pursuer needs to go get spheres. And then there's a song of prayer, which I don't understand at all. And Brandon says. All of the fused have an active and an inactive way to use their void light. For some of them, one is way more dramatic than the other. So you should be watching for the different brands of fused, each have that. If they don't use it actively, they get a passive effect. And if they do use it actively, it runs out. So uh, watch out for that. They each only have one power, as opposed to the nice radiant but they have the staying power of consistency depending on what they are. The Song of Prayer. Let's just say that Odium likes his Fused being reliant upon upon him. Does that make sense? Uh, and so I think it does. My assumption has been that anyone can just sing the song and ask for investiture. And Brandon says, yes, that's true. Because most of the time he's not going to be paying direct attention and is just going to... Uh, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. we, and now we know what a rare lashing is. Yay! <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you, you it might, is literally rare. If you are just coming into the show, uh, and you did not, uh, you weren't around for the Rhythm of War pre-release stuff when, uh, the Heavenly Ones are referred to a rare lashing as to, what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> I, I think this is pretty clear that, uh, the heavenly ones get to move themselves whenever and that's their passive effect and they can do that indefinitely but lashing other things they do not want to do generally because that's the active effect which they can do but it's rare yeah um the deepest ones presumably have a passive effect of being able to move through stone right yeah uh, or or melt with the stone yeah sure um Mm -hmm. The the pursuer's active effect is his ability to teleport. We don't know what his passive effect is. Yeah, like the weird husk thing. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Presumably the masked one's active effect is their ability to put on an illusion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So interesting, interesting to see. Yep. Yeah. And and interesting to see how it develops in future books, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this next question comes from Eric, who asks on behalf of Ben, yes. uh, over Chibis. Yes. Uh, so uh, another friend, Ben, um, <laughs> the one who needed to eat a shoe <laughs> because Eshenai died, yes. uh, is obsessed with dire forms, the regal forms, and would love to know the ability set. And Brandon <laughs> Brand answered uh, that you can tell him um, that the ability set will be decided upon as they are relevant to the nature of the story. So In other words, Raffo, <laughs> get wrecked, Ben. <laughs> but you know what? I, I asked. He, 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 ben wanted it asked, so I did. There you go. Yeah. We're 
we're not we're not gonna know so that, that is a raffo right the most elaborate and intricate <laughs> raffle that i have seen. pretty much pretty much next up i keep on f getting the ones from andy granny are you Andy Granny Rosemary? I am definitely is, not. Is this is this where we make an old person joke? <laughs> it's so easy. It's like sometimes in like making a short joke about Arjun, it's just like ha, too easy. For, for those of you watching who don't know, I am the oldest of the shard staffers by somewhere close to a decade. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because I am forty three years old, and the oh. next oldest person is in their mid thirties. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, you don't look at <laughs> Yeah, you don't. You don't look it. it. And, and that is the one reason why I am not all that bothered by, by the old jokes, <laughs> is because I know I look a decade younger than I am, nice. and I am nice. all about that. Nice. You'll have to believe me. That's fine. <laughs> since, since we're talking about old people jokes, why don't you uh, take this question about lifeless? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was already doing. Anyway, from Andy Granny. If you used a lifeless body, would a lifeless be able to access an untapped metal mind? Some some issues with phrasing there, but but Brandon says unkeyed. an unkeyed type of yeah. metal mind. Andy Granny said, "Thank you. I I could not think of that word. Would they be able to access an unkeyed metal mind if the intent when the lifeless was created, if the intent was that they could dot dot dot?" Brandon says, right, I see what you're getting at. Yes, they could. As they could access and use any tool that is appropriate for what they were commanded to do, they could indeed access a metal mind in the same way. In fact, doing so may, depending on the metal mind, be dangerous for keeping your lifeless a lifeless. Huh. There, there's, uh, there's some interesting, like, ooh, gold mines. Gold mines mm -hmm. can do some interesting things. Yeah. Like, hello. Oh, like it's healing and the lifeless? Okay, yep. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Bre mm -hmm. What Brendan really wanted is unkeyed and unsealed. Like, I think, because... I am actively ignoring the existence of yeah. these words. <laughs> we all yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah. but I like that comparison, though. So, like, you can, you can awaken a lifeless with the ability to use, let's say, a hammer or a saw, mm -hmm. right? And so you can awaken a lifeless with the ability to use a metal mind or presumably a fabriel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Makes and, sense. And maybe if they do like it, tapping some spiritual attributes, that might also mm -hmm. make some weirdness with the lifeness. Yeah. And what, what actually does beg an interesting question to me with like the unkeyed, unsealed distinction there uh -huh. is if it, the lifeless was previously a ferrucumist of the appropriate. Or like a full ferrucumist, would they mm -hmm. then be able to tap an unkeyed metal mind? Like that it's just not, or even a keyed one? Like it's that not granting you life. the ability. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like their own, their their own metal one. Mind. Yeah, their own metal mind. Yeah. I yes. would say yes. I imagine. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think the answer to that's yes. Which, they would still have enough of their own identity. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an interesting implication, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when we go to like Claude. Yep. Or like cognitive shadows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. This next one is from. I, yeah. I, I love that Grace asked this question. Yeah, I know. I know. This, this, <laughs> so one's, this one's from our, our dear friend, Grace. <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest of hell and no one is around to hear it, do the shades still get angry? And Brandon laughs. I, I can hear in my brain exactly what his laugh would be like uh, on this question. <laughs> yeah. And he says, uh, 
The tree in the Cosmere is self-aware to a very small extent, so it's impossible for a tree to fall with nobody being there, which I think is an <laughs> excellent Cosmere answer to that. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I was there, by the way, and Brandon was genuinely delighted by this question. <laughs> yeah. As he should have been, because that was an amazing question. <laughs> yeah. Quality. Thank you, thank you, Grace. So this next one is a quick paraphrased <laughs> thing Brandon said. Uh-huh. Naming a child for Kelsier is not safe, but it's also not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are mutually exclusive yeah, things. Well, not necessarily because you know you're going to attract Kelsier's attention, which can be good <laughs> or bad. Well, I, I see it like in his POV, Kelsier's not going to be pure evil. Mm-hmm. To other people around Kelsier's influence, might not be great for them. Kelsier will be interested in this kid, which could be good or bad for them. I I think Kelsier is a chaotic good character. And if that is okay with you, then Go the naming it. a child mm-hmm. Kelsier is fine. Mm-hmm. But chaotic is definitely in there. Chaotic, <laughs> very yeah. much in there. Not lawful. All right, now we got another one from uh, this guy. Oh, hey, the ever handsome and highly intelligent Honey, silver-tongued... Marvin? (laughs) Marvin. (laughs) (laughs) Had to get Uh, that in there before you finished. Yeah, I know why Kara put you on the clock, because sometimes you just talk so slowly. Look, it's... You gotta... gotta... You'll you'll do the ASMR stuff for the channel. That's fine. (laughs) When when you are... When you are... when, When your voice... Is penetrating the ears oh of my the God. listeners. <laughs> uh, put your comments off. below if you want to hear Argent ASMR reading words of Brandon or something. I don't know. Do, do, uh, do you so want next... that on the channel? Like maybe maybe that'll give us the next 10k subs or something. I don't know. Sure. I'm very much Spock eyebrowing you right now. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a great reaction. Anyway, uh, the actual question. It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, says. In, in Seal's interlude in Rhythm of War, she is speaking with Dalinar about his powers and the things those powers have done in the past. Mm-hmm. And what she says is, a bondsmith bound <laughs> other surges. First of all, what other surges? <laughs> uh, and Brandon, <laughs> as will become a theme in his answers, gives the cagiest of cagey answers. One potential interpretation for you <laughs> on this. Remember, they use surges and spreads sometimes interchangeably in world. Just making sure you're aware of that. Um, I refuse to be dissuaded from my line of thinking and say, yeah, I'm aware of that. Pound other surges, though. <laughs> and Brandon says, um, that might be what she's talking about. I'm not guaranteeing it. <laughs> and and so instead of instead of digging more into this bound other surges thing, which Brandon, I, I see you. I see. He you. knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows what you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like this was. This was. I I know what he knows. I, that he knows that I. <laughs> so I, I go in a different direction. Uh, so the term bondsmith, to me. It seems like she's talking about Ishar and the Ashen stuff. So would they use Bondsmith 
to describe him in that place. Uh, and Brandon says, uh, so one other thing to keep aware in the Cosmere, <laughs> for instance, they call light weaving any illusion-based magic working on the same fundamentals. And so you could argue, and people will use it that way in world, that bondsmithing is both an order of the Knights Radiant and a power that exists outside of that order. Uh, and I follow up with, and uh, that would be maybe the power of connection, the same way light weaving is the power of illusion. And Brandon says, yep. And for instance, uh, there were not else colors to get people between Ashen and Roshar, but on Roshar, they would explain what happened there as else calling. Does that make sense? And I say, yeah, as much as these things can make sense. Yes. <laughs> Brandon has fully embraced trolling Evgeny. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. This is why I don't ask questions anymore, honestly. Like, I just, uh, my, my questions aren't good enough. Uh, like, he'll just troll me. Things, the better so, he uh, knows you, the more he will mess absolutely. with you. Absolutely. That is, that is true. Fact. Yeah. It's a fact. Yeah. Okay. That so makes sense with else calling, on. for sure. Yeah. That, that's the easiest one to knock out, right? Yeah. If you are moving between worlds, or Sharans are going to say you're else calling. Sure. Mm -hmm. That is not necessarily uh, what's happening with bondsmithing, right? Yeah. So right. when Syl says, well, she doesn't say that, but if, if she were to say, hey, there was a bondsmith on Ashen, what she means is there was somebody with connection power on Ashen, yeah. not that the Order of Bondsmiths existed there. That's different. And mm -hmm. that, that's basically what we thought would be the case because uh, you know Ishar wouldn't even have an honor blade but like clearly similar power set yeah. at the time yep uh, and then the final thing uh, which is the first thing which I have no good thoughts on <laughs> the was uh, the one potential interpretation for you know binding other surges uh, it is like Rosharans are bad at names essentially <laughs> So, do we think uh -huh. that what Syl is essentially saying is that there was some magic on Ashen and somebody with connection powers bound, whatever that means, those other magics? So, like, maybe, maybe Ishar, <laughs> like... Maybe all she's you saying say is so that. Good. <laughs> I have to zoom in on that when I'm editing. Oh, it's so good. So, so is 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 the only thing she's saying that somebody with connection powers gained additional powers on Ashen and things went bad? Man, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this is just like, I don't know if we're ever going to know what the hell that means. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just keep this on my list. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a question I received an answer for. The, yeah, the, the net amount of information we have after this one is like... It's almost negative. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost negative. We're almost more confused now. Well, the, the bondsmithing thing, uh, the yeah, comparison yeah, yeah. with that light is... leaving, I think is good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, it is, yeah. But about but other surges. He, he bound the spren, which they're calling a surge. Which, great, thanks. I, 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 Kusakesh I is a surge, guys. Easy. <laughs> 
the surge of time and dr strange is gonna come in it's like odium i come to bargain let's let's go away from my questions (laughs) let's yeah let's only only pain lies here Mm -hmm. (laughs) you do it to yourself cool so moving along oh next series of questions yeah questions comes from billy the um sender track um organizer right Yep, he oh, runs the Sander truck. Yep, and yep. He, he said this was very accurately paraphrased, and I trust Billy. Yep. Okay, so Billy asks, uh, you previously said that there's a shard that has decided to go into hiding and looking to survive. Yes, from Brandon. It's sort of practicing the art of not being seen. Yes. Um, is that a shard the same shard as autonomy, or is it a different shard? Is what Billy asked next. Uh, Brandon said that he likes the way he worded that, um, but no, it's not the same shot as autonomy. So I think that's the first time we've actually explicitly heard that it's not a, one of the like it's not this one. And then Billy uh, followed up the other shot. Have we seen it on screen, Rafa? Have we seen it practicing the art of not being not being seen on screen? Also, Rafa and. So, Props to Billy on the Monty Python reference yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we did note that this shard wasn't one we've seen before. That was True. in 2011. Yeah. That was the original thing I asked when I True. got this in my book. Uh, in no, but at the time, we hadn't really seen autonomy anyway. Well, so. but there's still troll stuff in Alloy. Yeah. Right, so you can... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, there, there's room Brandon for... Brandon could easily hair split his way around that, though. Yeah. Which is why the way Billy <laughs> yeah. phrased that worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just just a uh, daily reminder, the shard is not called survival, okay? It's not yep. its name. Kelsier doesn't hold it. I mean, we, well, I mean, we don't know if Kelsier holds it, but the, the, it's not called survival. The the intent is not about surviving. It's not what it's about. Yeah. I actually find it kind of nice that I landed on this one because I also asked about survival. Yeah, because, because you got the oh, thing yeah. about that, like, surviving the isn't wisdom, the most important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, so I think Billy thinks it's not one of the four new ones in Rhythm of War. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks it's like this wisdom thing, and so it's one of the two last ones. Yeah, that we don't have. That's what he thought. I also don't think it fits any of the rhythm of war ones. Like, not perfectly, but I mean, yeah. hard to say. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have yet another question from Page Runner. I'm shocked. And but this is not a question asked of Brandon. It mm. is a question asked of Isaac. Mm-hmm. And he asked Isaac to personalize his Cosmere system chart set with snarky comments from Naz complaining about every planet. And uh, Isaac says, "Well, they're not going to be canon, but he'll write them. Okay, uh, and and they're fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so first off, Threnody, which uh." For those of you who don't know, Threnody is Naz's homeworld. Mm-hmm. But uh, he says, we'd love to get back here if you'd just loan me that thing. <laughs> and he says, this is the one that's the least canon of them all. Isaac has some ideas about what the thing might be that Naz wants, but he hasn't run any of them past Brandon yet. Cool. Haldane. Dark side parties are the best. After he wrote it, Isaac noticed that it wasn't a complaint, but he said that it was true and we'd see why. Okay, cool. 
Very, we have very little dark side lore, so great, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me the arcs. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I hate Cell, yet you keep sending me back, you sadist. <laughs> before he wrote it, Isaac said that Naz had been stuck on Cell before, so he had a special dislike for the planet. Uh, uh, oh Cell seems gosh. like a place that would be difficult to get out of if you're uh, stuck there, so <laughs> that makes sense. You know, you know. Uh... What this makes me, I have no idea whether this is the case, but what it makes me think is, what if the problem with leaving Cell is, yeah, obviously it's difficult, the whole plasma thing in the, in the cognitive realm. Uh-huh. But what if you can only leave like at specific times? So I like, think planetary alignment, but it has nothing to do with the planets. What? So like maybe, maybe there's a, there's a, a ball of plasma that covers 99% of Cell's cognitive realm, okay. and it's like swirling, and so the only times you can leave is when the safe spot is over the perpendicularity. Yeah. It's, or it's like the weeping for the plasma storm. Sure. Where there are no <laughs> yeah. high storms you have to worry about. It's like a safe... Uh, maybe. I think that's coo- a cool idea. B- because because the, the reason I'm thinking is because why would someone who knows how to get in and out of cell be stuck there? I think it's just door stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, like it, you're you're basically just elaborating on it difficult because yeah. of the door, and maybe there's. And like what a if what if Naz was there? The first time he was there was when Devotion and Dominion got splintered. He got in just fine, and then he had to figure out how to get out. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Nats would be very old. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he could be. I, could I mean, be we know Chris is that old. Yeah. Chris is Chris is from White, White Sand, and White Sand is like the the early, one of the earliest things in the timeline. It's not Devotion and Dominion sh- splintering early, though. Oh, that's true. Eh. Though I don't think we know don't, exactly how. We don't early know. That yeah. yeah. I, I never got the impression it was that much further in the past. Mm, sure. It might be Brandon just hasn't pinned that down yet. No, that's fact. All right. Give us more, Rosemary. Yes, that, yes, we got four more planets. All right, Nalthus. Too colorful. It makes me sick. Shadows. Okay, yeah. Dromenade. Do not skinny dip on first. Just warning you. Um, Sounds good. Does he know this from experience? Of course. Because I, I would he love was. it if he knows this from experience. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> the Scadrial is the Scadrial the one is awesome. Mm-hmm. Scadrial, this place just hasn't been the same since the change in management. <laughs> <laughs> I can too uh, boring. Too much like Yolan now. Slave. I can provide a little bit of context to this one uh-huh. uh, because I was hanging out with Isaac. And so Paige had gotten the first few of these uh, signed, written, whatever. And so I was hanging out with Isaac and he was like, oh, uh, I didn't get to finish Page Runner's personalization things. I've got Scadrio left. And he had one more left. I don't remember which one. And he was wondering what to write about Scadrio. Uh, and, and so he iterated a few times on, on the idea of, oh, what if, what if he complains about the the appearance of harmony essentially so that's where that came from and finally we have roshar Ugh, 
this place again? It smells like fish. I bet it does. I bet it does. Yeah. Uh, I hate, hate fish. That's fun. Cool. All non-canonical, but like half of these are like at least like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this next one, uh, Brandon says, Southern Skadrians have low natural body temperature. This is related to their cold intolerance. Cool. Nice. Yeah. And it's important because if you read the bag supplement, they say the opposite. And that is not how things work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that my, my body temperature is a little bit lower than average. And I do get cold easily. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like freeze to death in normal comfortable temperature is cold but mm-hmm. my feet are often ice blocks uh so this next one is i might be our first word of karen <laughs> uh, um, i think that we read yeah maybe i mean i've i've emailed her before like for yeah 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 weekly stuff yeah but like uh, on the show i don't i don't know if we've if yeah. not it's a rare occurrence <laughs> and so um this uh, is coming from a conversation where she's talking about the planning for the rewrite of White Sand for the graphic novels. Uh, we had a brainstorming meeting and said, okay, I should be a woman rather than a man. We need more gender balance in the story. And then one thing that a couple of us thought about and talked about ahead of time was the very ending. Because the conflict between Kenton and Dryle was... Are we going to gonna sell our services as mercenaries and betray our independence, or are we going gonna keep going the way we always did? And over the course of the book, Kenton says, "Okay, we're going to sell our services, and we're going to sell you our services, and we're going to sell you our services." And so, by the end, when he realizes that Dryle is not the bad guy, having him die in that battle just seemed wrong. So that's why we had him survive and had Kenton say. Okay, you had a good idea, and I did like the way you went about it, but having your input in that can be a very valuable thing. Uh, That was one of the big changes that got made. And when we talked to Brandon about it in that meeting, he was like, oh yeah, you guys are totally right. Over time, you guys got better story instincts than I had when I wrote it in the first place. Cool. Nice. An interesting little insight in the revision. The translation of mm-hmm. the the trend the manuscript into mm-hmm. graphic novel. So that concludes our two signing lines. Mm-hmm. We we did most of one last time, and and we finished them today. So we are now moving on to the general Q and A, which was the Q and A after the ten p.m. reading of, <laughs> yep. of the Lost Metal prologue. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of these are going to be dancing around spoilers. Um, but also a lot no of them are, are actually touching on spoilery things. It's just the phrasing is... Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. One of these is really f- hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and so the first one of these comes from somebody whose name I would probably be able to remember if I listened to the audio. Yeah. Um, but we're going we're gonna to start with a bunch of disclaimers so Brandon <laughs> can say... Well, a shard can do this, right? If a regular Awakener, just a mundane Awakener with nothing more than a few hundred breaths and no any other outside influences, is there some command 
they can they could give to a blanket to get the blanket to turn to turn warm generate heat is that a normal thing you can command uh and brandon says not in just a normal situation i mean technically you could tell a blanket to start rubbing one part against another to generate heat right uh, or something like that or set yourself on fire but that's not what you're asking for awakening to work you have to work within the intrinsic properties of the matter you are making except it can move around a bit and a, a few other things that it can do it's not outside the realm of possibility you could activate those breaths as investiture to do something else but you would need more than just simple magic of awakening cool uh that that makes a lot of sense uh on all things maybe those other things you can use breath for i think we were talking in the awakening article or in the awakening podcast rather uh are more activating the breaths differently than just awakening it reminds me of um like activating breaths reminds me of um Sion Aeon actualization. Ah, well, we're gonna have one at the end of this, so that, that's great. That's great question. There. This next one is just uh, Brennan talking about the upcoming books or like this his upcoming schedule in general. That Wax and Rain Four, like he um, wants to have it finished uh, by the end of August, I think, and then um, it'll take up until probably November next year to afford to come out because that's like the normal ske- um, publishing schedule uh yeah and then theoretically he'll be finishing the fourth fourth skyward book soon thereafter for release about a year after that so at 2023 sometime we'll have um skyward three f4 yeah skyward four yeah and then we're looking at spring of 2023 as i just said for that and then stormlight five in fall of 2023 and that's what he thinks they're looking at and he's warming uh and i am warning up front stormlight 5 is the ones i will let slide the one i will let slide a little if i need to because it's the end of a sequence and the deadline um doesn't need to be as strict because it doesn't bump back things as much so it's possible that stormlight 5 goes into the spring of 2024 we'll see what happens there so so a bit of additional context that wasn't transcribed, but uh, mm. Brandon was talking about uh, just like the publishing industry and how uh, he, when when he finishes the final draft, uh, they publish it now very quickly and publishers do not like doing that normally <laughs> at all. Like uh, he they usually like 18 months of after it's turned in until it is published. So. Uh, they're they're doing a lot of things. The pace is very breakneck, and so uh, Brandon was saying how he's actually ahead on Lost Metal for the first mm-hmm. time in a while, and he he was like saying how uh, due to COVID he traveled a lot less, and so uh, for for him he did he's he's actually ahead for once. Um, <laughs> so. And for anyone who's upset about the possibility of a Stormlight book getting pushed back, I would counter with the fact that. We know that these Stormlight books are absolutely putting Dragonsteel staff through the ringer uh-huh. every time. And to give them a little bit more time to get it done, uh, g- give spare them a few thoughts, because mm-hmm. if it makes it easier on them and it reduces their stress, I, I am 100% behind that. I will wait a little longer for a book if it means that we don't have 
another member of Dragonsteel that stresses themselves into, you know, an ER visit or something. Uh, yeah. Which actually yeah, happens. Like, uh, that. I want Stormlight 10. I don't want them all to die getting Stormlight yeah. 5. Yeah. 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 And and like Brandon already pushed Words of Radiance back. So Words of Radiance was mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, November 2023. He pushed it back to March. So we've had that before. I e- even just on Brandon's end, like I I think if he needed to spend another month doing a last draft of Stormlight 5, the book would get better. And uh I mean Brandon was also talking about like he was balancing, you know, he really doesn't want to let Stormlights become every four years because it'd be very easy to do. But uh, I do think it, it does make sense that Stormlight 5, if if you're going to push one back, if it needs a bit more time, yeah. you better make Stormlight 5 ending be freaking great. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that all makes sense to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm happier, you know, to wait for a bit better book. Uh, I, I've always thought, you know, Brandon probably balances like, yeah, you know, I he could have done another draft of Rhythm of War. Maybe that would, yeah. you know, solve some other people's complaints. But he's like, I would rather put out a Stormlight book every three years. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he spent 10 years on each Stormlight book, they'd probably be even better. But he'd rather just put out more books. So, and right, If you spent 10 to... years on a Stormlight book, you'd take 100 years to get them all out. And we don't want that. Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he knows how much he needs to do because he wants to get these done. And so the books are not going mm-hmm. to be perfect. But I do want Stormlight 5 to be awesome. So here's up. And as far as the team is concerned, you also have to keep in mind that like the Words of Radiance, um, Leatherbond will be coming up, which will be a lot of work for them. And they've oh, already God, worked themselves yeah. really hard with like the Way of Kings, Leatherbond, and Rhythm of War in the same year. So yeah, it's totally understandable if like for all of their health and sanity to have someone five moved back. Yeah. I actually think it would be better in that regard to have so Stormlight 5 comes out at the end of 2023, and then actually the 10th anniversary of Words of Radiance is 2024. Yeah, I don't... Words of Radiance came yeah. out in March 2014. I don't know why Brandon keeps saying, oh, we'll do the Words of Radiance Kickstarter in 2023. I'm like... Yeah, I, I they, They've I mean, repeatedly said that. He also said Probably. next year one time, so uh, I, okay. I think Brandon has just fallen into the trap of time is an illusion. That yeah, is pretty much. It could be that they want to start the Kickstarter, like in 2023 to have it ready roughly by the actual anniversary in a way maybe maybe it's hard for me to say yeah not worried either way it's weird yeah (laughs) anyway look like delaying video games we can all wait a bit more for a better product and i'd rather not have a worse product up front (laughs) cyberpunk you know (laughs) in many other games that you can think of Mm -hmm. Next one, questioner. With regards to certain experiments, would it be fair to say Aishar and a certain Skadrian have similar goals? (laughs) I I love this. And Brandon makes some hesitation noises and says, I don't know that I would say that 100%. The certain Skadrian you reference has been able to achieve the goals that he wants. Let's see if I can (laughs) circumlocute this. There's a certain set of bones floating around that already has a connection to this individual, which was useful in achieving what he wanted to do, which is not a luxury that Aishar has. 
Ooh, Kelsier's what? bones. So they're talking about Kelsier here. Uh, yeah. It's in the general Q&A, yeah. so they're avoiding spoilers here. But uh, wow. So uh, Kelsier's bones did survive the Catacentra. And as we talked yeah. about on, not last time, but the one about Tensoon, Tensoon in Brandon's mind at some point was like he was going to be with Kelsier's bones pretending to be Kelsier and believing that he would be. And it would have been Tensoon as Thydekar. Anyway, so that didn't happen. But Kelsier's bones are useful. And so I I guess somehow useful for Kelsier to get that body? I, I mean, having, having a part of your physical self yeah. that you can attach your spirit to that makes a helpful. huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a pretty common theory, I think, that like it's literally just like basically a Kandra, but it's not an actual Kandra, but a, they uplifted a mist wraith with Kelsey's bones and implanted his soul or whatever, or like attached his soul to it, and that's how he got a body. And I think this lends a lot of credence to this theory. I mean, it does, because so. how do you get the fleshy bits? Like, eh. yeah. <laughs> But like, at the same time, the Kelsier, presumably to make the bands, needed to have all 16 powers, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, standard Chandra creation procedures do not allow Allomancy. Or Ferrahimi. Just straight up. There are a lot of pieces to this that we're missing. We don't know when he made the band. I mean, we don't know when he actually gets his bones, whether the bands Mm -hmm. were made prior to him finding the bones. Because during during the Stormlight series, he's trying to figure out how to get off of Roche or off of Scadriel. And Brandon seems to imply in his answer here that getting his bones would have been the key to making that happen. Mm. So, therefore, it follows that it takes him a while to track them down, and he made the bands before he got hold of his bones. I disagree (laughs) with some of this, if not a lot of this. So, what we know from Rhythm of War is that he, he wants Kalak because Kalak has an infliction similar to, to the one he has, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Which could be the off-world travel, uh-huh. but it could also be the problem that cognitive shadows have in which they change according to perception and they change according to mm-hmm. the intent of the uh, investiture that has made them cognitive shadows. So my read is that Maybe Kelsier's still bound to schedule. He probably still is. I think we have a worry of Brandon that he's still he's still bound. But the reason he wants Kalak is because he wants to figure out, okay, how do I not go insane? Mm. <laughs> and so in that context, he could have gotten his bones like a few years after the Katasendri, because we know that he goes to the Southern continent. Yeah, it was a few years. Soon after, after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he obviously has a body at that mm-hmm. point, and he has the ice spike. Yeah. So the bones, I think, have helped him acquire a body and, and have a presence in the physical realm and regain his access to the metallic arts, which he didn't have in the cognitive realm, and which reminds me of the lifeless wob from earlier, where <laughs> a lifeless uh, can use their own previous metal mines. Well, um, that was our assumption. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they can't like, use metal mines at all. They can use so, metal mines. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but I thought the affliction where the cognitive shadows go crazy was more attributed to living too long and have having too many memories in your head. That was my impression, yeah. More than is like the investiture is changing. That, that was my impression, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think that's a factor, but I think it's yeah. more... Okay, the memory thing. I, yeah. I will concede that point. The, but the 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 underlying thing is, Kelsier wants to not go insane. Yeah. Not Kelsier mm -hmm. wants to get off world in the context of the Kalak stuff. Yeah, I I wonder if just the achieving the goals that he wants was just getting a body, not necessarily leaving Skadriel necessarily. Because like, yeah, oh yeah, as far as the question is concerned, I'm thinking that it's just about the body. Mm -hmm. yet, like, yet again, Brandon is so cagey, we don't, can't even yeah. agree on what question he's answering. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, yeah. yeah. So it, General it, Q&As. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but. Yeah, regarding the, like, how could he get elements if he was in, like, a Mistwraith or in a Kandra body? I think it's just a multi-step process. Like, he uses uh, Kandra body sort of as bootstrapping uh, his way, way into the physical realm and then be because like he couldn't go through um, proxies all the time like he just couldn't handle it anymore and I said okay I need to do this myself and maybe so it's not as simple as okay I don't have a body I have a body again it's more okay first I'll do with this slightly less uh, or slightly worse body and then I'll work my, my way f <laughs> towards yeah. A proper body. Eric, I think your point is like, oh, Kandra don't have metallic arts by default. But it's not Kelsier is turning into a Kandra. True. It's That's true. He's using Mistwraith meat to make a okay. body. That's true. That's he true. Is still definitely him. room for That's because because sure. being a Mistborn is still attached to his spirit web. So he may not need to do anything special to the body in order to regain his allomancy. All he needs is a physical form. That mm -hmm. that is certainly possible. That uh, two different ways to go there. We've we've debated before. Certainly possible <laughs> with the Alamancy. I agree. Yeah. So also in the general community, Argent asks: Investor in the Cosmere when used goes to the spiritual realm, except in one place. He's talking about cell. Uh, what determines which realm investiture returns to when it's being used? Brandon, too many factors for me to actually say right here, Evgeny, so I'm going to raffo this one. There are a lot <laughs> of reasons that it could go in different ways, in different places. And Billy asks, how many of those reasons are rule of cool? Brandon, rule of cool is definitely a reason. I think he's trying to get at why, th why on cell things are weird, and I have not explained why things are weird on cell yet. At least. Spoilers, I was trying to get at why things are weird on Cell. Yeah, 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 obviously, yes. Uh, yeah, because we had just recorded our other Birds of Brandon episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about, about that respawn point. Yeah, that respawn yeah. point on uh, the investiture. But So I think Brandon's referring here, like, we know the investiture's in the cognitive realm, but we don't know the mechanics on how Odium did that and, like, the, the specifics of what that, like, really mm -hmm. means, right? Just, like, yeah. more generally. It is obvious. Obviously, this is mostly just a raffle, and there mm -hmm. there isn't much to 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 gain out of it. 
But it is interesting to me that he says there are many reasons that determine where investiture goes when it's being used. Uh, because I can't think of many reasons. I can think of like maybe two. Um. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he could be referring to like. I mean, the well doesn't go back to the spiritual realm. Like it, it, the well's weird. Like there, there's a lot of weirdness in a lot of different situations. I think. Yeah, but it does though, right? It's just it it siphons back into into the physical yeah. over a thousand years. Yeah, because it like it pierces yeah. all three realms, so it just takes time for uh, to get back into the physical or something. I guess. Uh, it's spiritual humidity needs to refill yeah. the well. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah which appears in the physical. I'm just saying there's room for weirdness and Brandon's like, I don't want to talk about the weirdness. Which is fair. Yep. This next one is from Trey Cooper. In the past, we deeply discussed the mechanism with which threats are decided to be doled out or endowed on Nalthus. And you said there is an intellect that is doling them out, but that their intentions or that their goals are difficult to predict or non-standard. And my question is, are they non-standard because the base vessel behind them does not have, at its core, a standard human psychology? <laughs> Brandon. Raffo. Good question. Excellent question. Raffo. I like the way you're theorizing. I have said before that there are multiple non-human vessels in the Cosmere. So your theorizing, perhaps, is going to bear fruit. And then there are a whole bunch of people yelling things out. And somebody said, Scholes. And Brandon continued, did someone say Chols? No, it's not the Chols. There are no Chols that are holding shards in the Cosmere. Yeah. And, and so, this was Trey's sneaky way of trying to figure out whether Edgley is a dragon. Yep, that's yes. right. Yes. And, and that, so this, I think, is another, another check in the box. <laughs> and like, I have been ridiculed on this show for years. I think that's a little dramatic. It is accurate. Yeah. You have made fun of me for my yeah, I make fun of everyone. earnest belief that Edgley is a dragon. I, and this, you have been made fun of for your zeal. Zeal. <laughs> not for the idea you yeah, have the zeal idea is for. Fine. I think most of us actually think she's a dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My zeal only increased to the point <laughs> it was because people didn't like it when I proposed it. <laughs> and I kept proposing it, and you're all like, no. I'm just saying oh. it's not based on much, but like, yeah, sure, totally could be true. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'm on board. But I will say, even even as this wob doesn't really say much, I think it's it it leans a little bit. It it's it's a cheeky I see what you're saying. I'm not going to confirm it, but also I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. and, and I think this also trails back to the fact that Trey has been trying to tease this information yeah. out of Brandon for years. And Brandon keeps catching him and going, ha ha, no rap. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't relate to that at all. Aiden Alcium's yeah. opposition and the weapon. <laughs> that was, I've, I have no relation with that. Trey's great. I love mm -hmm. Trey. Oh, I love this next one, too. I, I just really like the way that people have uh, gotten around spoilers in the questions. It's excellent. It was, it was fun. So that the, the next question 
uh, doesn't come from, from the lovely trade. It comes from somebody else in the audience who says, the 17th Shard was looking for a certain individual on Roshar. Have they found him yet? Or what are they doing? Uh, and Brent says, they never, they never managed to find him. Uh, he's Trixie, as you might imagine. He's Trixie Hobbit. <laughs> Where the branded listeners, Hoyt, Hoyt is a Hobbit. Is a Trixie Hobbit. <laughs> a Trixie Hobbit. A tri- I mean, it's they, a very hairy feed. <laughs> he might. He needs this, to use this was late in the evening, it. and Brandon was slap happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so they they never managed to find him. Uh, they think they got close a couple of times, but they actually didn't. And by the point of rhythm of war, they've given up and left planet because he kind of went behind their backs and was talking to people and things like that. Uh, we will catch up with those three at some point, I hope, and find out what they've been up to. They keep looking in the wrong countries. Obviously, this is talking about that Ishik interlude with uh, Galdon, Bayon, mm-hmm. and uh, Demo. Yep. Looking for Hoid. Yep. Rip. Hilarious. <laughs> if, if they had just stayed a little bit longer, uh, I think they would have they would have found out that Hoyt had become the queen's wit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Maybe, but then, maybe they're often eerie or something. Yeah. I, I kind of want the novella between Way of Kings and Words of Friends to be just oh. from them. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, that'd be great. Them going around in, the, in all the uh, countries and like, have you seen this man? That that would probably not be great if you go directly from Way of Kings towards Radius and like you're yeah. reading it there, but that would be very fun. That would be very fun. Amazing. This uh, next question comes from Ted Herman, who wants to know, um, a certain person went to a certain friend and got a wound and a curse. <laughs> and later on, very recently, their fortunes have risen very high, very, high, very fast. <laughs> Is the boon and curse still in effect? And Brendan, of course, Raf put it, but we, you will get an answers in the fifth book about that. Excellent question. But this is a Rafa with a yes, it's coming, not a nebulous Rafa. Oh, uh, so this is Terevangian, obviously. Terevangian. There was yeah. much laughter as this person was like going through <laughs> on, on the path to ask this question. I think I, think I made a, a note to Eric after this was happening and said, this, uh, this question sounds very much like who's that Cosmere character? <laughs> this is a person has a friend. person went to a certain spren. That's clue one. Got a boon and a curse. It's clue two. Their fortunes rose very high. Yeah, very fast. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I still don't think they are in effect. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't seem that way at the end of Rhythm of War. But I imagine yeah. we're just going to have it be more solid in yeah. book five. Yeah. All right, next one up. Questioner asks, can Hoyt eat soul cast bacon? Mm. And Brandon says, yes, he could probably eat lab grown meat if he knew it was or magic grown meat. He probably could. His psychology would be influencing this, right? Which is why I say probably, but the magic would allow it. And then Billy breaks in and says, if somebody lied to him about the nature of the meat, could he eat that? Brandon says, no. Well, okay. If they lied and said it was soul cast, yes, then he probably could. 
And another questioner says it's based on his perception. And Brandon says it's based on his perception. Yeah. Interesting. I think for context for people who don't know, like Hoyt can't eat regular meat. Like and, he, and is, he can't is made hurt people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. he can't in general. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. That makes sense. Cool. Then we have a uh, questioner asks, we had some unnamed shard name drops in Rhythm of War. Have there been any kind of whimsical machinations on screen or have they been mostly absent? Brandon Raffos. Sorry, sorry. I think there's a mention of whimsy in Wax and Wayne 4. So capital W, whimsy. Woo! Mm. Wait, to not spoil Brandon. <laughs> I mean, we know Harmony knows. Yeah. Harmony knows about the other shards, so he might. It might just be a throwaway comment from Sezed, or it could be oh, something man. more serious. We don't know. Oh man, Trill is whimsy. Mm. So wild. Give me. I still. I'm still certain that the whimsy's shard world, if if they have one, is a place of adorable ponies peril. Adorable <laughs> peril, is, yeah. It's, yes, it is. It's the kind it is of amazing, magic and it is it is beautiful, and it will absolutely kill you the minute you are not paying attention. It is it is like the Disney version of Patchy. Mm. It's, that it's, is it's that is my headcanon. It's, it's hard to have the kind magic system, and the mention of whimsy will be that in the broadsheets we'll see have kite seatings, <laughs> <laughs> weird kite seatings, and I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The roughs. Nice. Well, yeah. I don't think I could get more excited for Lost Metal at this stage. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm ready. I it, Every now and then I forget how excited everyone at Dragonsteel was to tell us about how exciting the Lost Metal was. And then I, I remember and I get super hyped again. It's mm. going to be good. So this next questioner asked about Sion's near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Do Sion's automatically know what they mean? Like, was Ashi created being like, I am Ashi and I mean light? Or did he have to have someone draw him and see what happened? Brandon, no. He knows intrinsically. Good question. Mm. I have a slight issue with this. Okay. Ah. Oh, boy. <laughs> In that Brandon has said that the meanings of the effects of Aeons obviously don't change. Like they are what they are, but the meanings duh, do can shift over time, which is why I means wisdom, but does healing. Okay, okay, but I mean they're splinters. They're they're a lot like Spren. They can be mm -hmm. influenced by people's perception of things, and so at any given point in time. They could be aware of people's perception of the Aeon and thus immediately know what it means, maybe. Perception mumbo jumbo here. Yeah, I'm thinking of Syl and her kind of self-discovery. Uh, oh, I'm a I'm a spren that bonds thing. Oh, I'm an honor spren. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't I... need to be told she's an honor spren. Now maybe she she remembered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also could have been something that just she felt intrinsically. Yeah, I, I think it. This is just like they know what their AO does. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's not like the meaning in language, but the meaning in 
Yeah, the like, magic. Yeah, and the magic. The way I thought of this when I heard this, uh, I by far do not have a complete picture of, of how this feels significant. I don't entirely know how significant this is. Uh, but it made me think of intent, uh, mm. like shardic intent, investiture sure. intent in that context. Mm. So yeah. a Sion would have an inherent or intrinsic understanding of its own intent. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which has interesting implication in the context of, well, Sions have an Aeon that is in their heart and Aeons, uh, like much of the writing system on, on Cell, or maybe just Aeon, I don't remember my WAVs anymore, predates a lot of They're stuff old, on Cell. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I, it does make me wonder whether Aeons and by extension Sions are like, I don't want to say avatars because that has a million other meanings, uh-huh. but like, I don't want to say others' purposes because I hate that phrase, but like, what if they're like aspects of devotion, right? Each one of them is like a tiny, tiny sub intent of devotion, a facet. Yeah, I of mean, devotion. I think that's kind of what Spren are in a sense, like sub intents of like honor and cultivation with various mixing. So I, I, I yeah, I think that's basically what is happening, right? Yeah, but so, so Spren, like, I think all of honor Spren are, or at least before the splintering of honor, I think all of the honor Spren were kind of the same facet. And obviously there was, there was like room for individuality and things like that. But I think they all expressed honor um and in that way seons or maybe aeons are like each seon is like an individual sprint type almost like a sprint the the same way all of the other sprint express the same thing this one seon expresses the same thing yeah i could buy that yeah Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. elantra sequels man Wow. <laughs> God, it's gonna be so wild to revisit Elantris after like twenty plus years. Yeah, that's it gonna is. be a weird one. There's definitely stuff uh, going on there. But. Mm-hmm. And to end these two episodes, we we finish where we began with Grace, the Gator Girl, zero 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 zero. <laughs> Assuming they have the same years of experience. Who would have a better understanding of object souls? A radiant soul caster or a forager? And Brandon says, uh, it's going to depend on the individual. I think that they both could make an argument, and I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's going to be neck and neck, which is not a groundbreaking answer, but it's an interesting <laughs> question and an interesting yeah. answer. Yeah, not a lot to speculate yeah. on, but that, that's another <laughs> excellent question from Grace. Sorry she couldn't be here today. Uh, but excellent questions all around Um, good event for Wobs yeah Mm -hmm. very very fun Uh, it was fun to meet everyone Uh, if you were at JordanCon it was a pleasure meeting you and yeah I definitely think I'm going to be there next year so uh, which will be in April it's not usually in July it was moved due to COVID so I have created another devotee. Yeah. I hopefully yeah. be there. Mm. It's everybody decided they were going to go this year, like two days after I RSVP'd no. 
Oof. Uh, <laughs> oof. Um, but next year, 2022, is going to be uh, what we refer to as a birthday year in that Jordan Cone lands on my birthday. Mm. And it also lands on Drew McCaffrey's birthday, oh, nice. who is one of the hosts for Inking Out Loud. Yeah. And uh, we, we share birthday and birth year. Oh wow, that's that's kind of born <laughs> so, on the same um, day. And uh, we, we we also share a very healthy interest in Chris. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if uh if any of these things are interesting to you, uh come come join us next year. And uh, Brandon will not be there because he doesn't come every year. Uh, yeah, so. he, he was doing every other and now he's had to drop it back to about every third. Yeah. Because he's but- just too busy. Uh, Peter will probably be there. Yeah. Karen will probably be there. I maybe don't know Isaac, that, maybe Kara. I don't know that Peter's ever missed one, honestly. Mm. He, he, <laughs> he loves that con very much. And it's not just because of what's, what it's about. It's because of the people. It was a nice yeah. smaller atmosphere. Really nice. Cool. Well, let's head on over to who's that Cosmere character. Character is from Roshar. Menace. Yeah, Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Caw. Welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character, where you, the the game show where you send in five clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com, and all these guys have a chance to guess Who's That Cosmere Character. All right, this first one is sent by. Brock Duclos. In clue one, this character is light-eyed. Raiden. It's not Raiden. It's like, does that mean that they're from Roshar, or is this means a red light-eyed. herring? We don't know. It means, right, well, means they're light-eyed. Let's, let's, I am let's go with... To... I'll go with Adeline. It's not Adeline. And I will never stop pronouncing it Adeline. Uh, you and Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> because I guess it's uh, last episode I'm going to guess General Carl again. <laughs> uh, no, it's not General Carl. No. Navani. It's not Navani. Clue two. This character kills a king. <laughs> well, you know. King Iodon, who commits a suicide. <laughs> It's not King Idon. I think that is still regicide, though. <laughs> um, I don't nice. actually remember what color Zeth's eyes are, but we'll go with Zeth. It's not Zeth. Yeah, it's like it's too yeah, obvious. Sometimes for like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you gotta cover the obvious ones because everyone's sometimes it's that person. Oh no, but he mm. is it Seolin? No. Is not okay. Seolin. Because he, I is think it, technically at that point, Telrai claims to be king. It, oh god, I can't I, I applaud your interesting guess as, Re- as a connoisseur of interesting guesses myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure if he can't just lie to it. I, I, I'm sad I, that Paleo didn't guess one of the horses. <laughs> but I don't think one of the horses killed I was tempted. I was tempted to guess. <laughs> but I, I, but uh, um, re- is it really Srutha, the 
It's not Relis. Um, heterochromatic one. Yeah. An alternate universe where it is not Adolin who stabs Sadius in the eye, it's Sherblood who stomps him to death. Yeah, but uh, I don't think Relis is heterochromatic. But uh, who is it that I, I... Well, it's not Relis, that's for sure. Yeah. Clue three. This character appears in a flashback. I know it is. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Palio. I, I think it's the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Which one? He, he's a... thinking of the heterochromatic son of the King of Yakoved. Yeah. Whom we see Who... almost... Maybe he, we see him die in... Uh-huh. When Taravangian meets him, but I also can't remember his name. Uh, so is that your guess, Marvin? It is my guess, yeah. Okay, yes, it is Redden, and uh, Redden, so you got right. you got the R, you got the R, but I'm like, yeah. it's not it's not Relis. Yeah. But then you said heterochromat, and it's like, oh, yeah. uh, well, it is that one, but uh, no. Um, Redden, I don't know like, if uh, Redden definitely died. The king died. The king died. Yeah, king he died. did. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah think that Redden was the clue. Yeah. Uh, clue four was this character interacts with the Devar family, and clue five, this character is dark-eyed, which I think is very uh, cute. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I don't think he's either light-eyed. <laughs> yeah, or I mean that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, you could say True. he's light-eyed and standing, basically. Mm. Like mm-hmm. he gets treated like a light-eyed. I, mm. I acknowledge that it's a murky situation, but I think mm. this pair of clues... I think the, these clues are acceptable under the rule of cool. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't know if you're going to like this one. <laughs> uh, you saying that means no. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this well, one this is sent fine. in by no one on the 17-shard Discord. Oh. Clue one. This character has been mentioned on at least four worlds. The God Beyond. <laughs> it is the God Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Very nice. Nailed it. Meta gaming. <laughs> Turns out Evgeny likes this one quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like God Beyond being sent as a character necessarily, but this is what Ben gave me this morning. So there you go. That's what you get. Uh, who's that Cosmere who's entity? Who's that Cosmere entity who may or may not exist? Cosmere entity exists. Yeah. yeah. Clue two this character's true name is unknown. This character mm. has never appeared on screen. Uh, people who visit this character never return. In clue five, this character has been uh, ranfoed. So read and not find out. Not find out. Yeah. 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 yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I do find it amusing that this was sent by no one. <laughs> yeah. Con- yeah. Considering all of the uh, all of the God Beyond. Yeah, yeah. it's true. So our last one is from our priority queue, which uh, if you are a herald on Patreon, you can send in things and you will not need to wait two years for them to get read. <laughs> but we will still be doing the other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. So this one is sent in by John Carlfelt. So I I think this is kind of a poem thing. So clue one. This character's known in their world. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that to me like famous or infamous. Vasher. It's not Vasher. 
But that is who I was going to guess. Alamancer uh-huh. <laughs> um, Jack. It's not Alamancer Jack. I like that too. Nikki Savage. It's not Nikki Savage. <laughs> Kelsier. It's not Kelsier. So I, I'm going to read the whole thing as we get the lines. This character is known in their world as a hero, but also a turd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what? Dalinar. Turd. Huh? Dalinar? It's not Dalinar. It's a surprising number of characters that fit that profile. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne? Not Wayne. That's good, too. <laughs> I don't know about the hero part. Uh, I mean, it's uh, not as far as all the records that uh, Marcy had. Yeah, the hero. Yeah. Hraithen? It's not Hraithen. Mm. Is it Uncle Kaiain? <laughs> No, it's not Uncle Kyan, but I like that too. Yeah. Good old Dreo Crossroad. Yeah. <laughs> when we get to get more lore on him. Uh, this character is known in their world as a hero, but also a turd. When they kicked the bucket. Oh, oh man, this is a limerick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. I like this. Oh, a lot. the next line's Thank super you for fun. Sending this. Yeah, yeah. It's not Ellen. Lord Ruler? It is the Lord Ruler. It is Rorschach. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll read win. I'll read the whole one. This character is known in their world as a hero, but also a turd. When they kicked the bucket, they said, "Oh, just f- it." it. Went beyond and gave Kelsier the bird. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I, I don't that know how much of this you're excellent. gonna you're gonna censor, but it's uh well, just the swearing part. But that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, you guys it, all can figure out what it was. <laughs> so I there you go. It. Cool, that's great. That was that was excellent. Commission. Thank you. All right, we're done. <laughs> uh, next time, uh, we're gonna have our next episode back to two weeks. Uh, maybe we could go a month without a, a double WAP episode. <laughs> but uh, I think. Well, I, I'm not quite sure what will be the next episode, but uh, it will be two weeks from now, but it should be super fun. You can find us on 17char.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can discuss all our words of Brandon. Well, they're in the description. You can discuss them on forums or Discord. It's super fun. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can subscribe on YouTube. Send a like. Yeah, and, and comment something. Yeah, just, just write the word something. You know, if, if, if you just write the word something as a comment, that'll be good. It's good for the algorithm. And Glee is a dragon. Yeah, yeah, do that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's fine. Well, no, 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 no. Let us let us know where you stand on that debate. Do you think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the vessel of endowment yeah. is a dragon? Yeah. Or are you not convinced and you think it's Yeah, some yeah, other yeah. Right? Put your strong and opinions below. Do you want Ian to be your mortal enemy? And give us some... Uh, <laughs> Give us some fresh Cosmere lim- limericks. There you go. Oh man! Yeah. I mean, like, like logically, like if Edgley is not human, she's not a Shodell. So it's like, I mean, dragon. maybe she is. I, I think that first if is very critical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do, that wasn't a confirmation that she was non-human, just that there are. But I still agree. That Edgley is a dragon. Cool, and you know, you can uh, write us a review on iTunes, and you can support us on our Patreon. Uh, some cool stuff coming your way. Eventually, we're going to have a Kaladin episode. That's recorded, uh, but you got patrons voted for Shalon first, so you got Shalon first. So, uh, cool. 
if you don't like Shalon, you can, you know, give us money and, and maybe your vault will you, make... you can dislike the video, which will also raise <laughs> engagement. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. but don't do that though. I mean you could. Uh if you want. Yeah, but don't. Yeah. We might judge you for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Will. Let's I, see I you. Okay. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.